Next on News for the Soul, Eyes Wide Open with Janessa and SJ. We are multifaceted beings living in a multidimensional existence. We hold the power of perception, and this power alone paints our reality. Perception influences the things we see and the things we don't see. Together, we'll explore the mystical and the material, the metaphysical and the physical, the supernatural and the concrete, the seen and the unseen. Please welcome Janessa and SJ back to News for the Soul. its 27th year in January 2024. Find out our latest news at newsforthesoul.com. Welcome to Eyes Wide Open. I'm Janessa Henry Ford. I am an empowerment coach, and we are here live with you this evening as we are going to explore the world of emotions and feelings. For those of you new here this evening, uh, I'll just share. I'm an empowerment coach. I do some energy psychology, some mindset, some physical body, somatic healing, some good stuff. And I'm joined this evening with SJ. Uh, and I'm SJ. I'm a certified crystal healer and shamanic earth and energy medicine practitioner. Uh, and we are going to really kind of get into a day with, today with those emotions and feelings and how they are not the same. So before we get started, yep, there it is. Yep, that's... funny story. You go, SJ. <laughs> no, you go. Go for it. You got this one. Okay, so. You guys know you usually get opposite ends of the spectrum with SJ and I. And we've talked a lot about our personality structure through the Enneagram. If you're not familiar with the Enneagram, go back, listen to our previous episodes. We have a couple on it specifically. And it's just so accurate. So recently, we're going to weave some wisdom into this funny story here this, this evening. We were researching around health, fasting, hormones, really the wisdom of our body and syncing it with nature and how our hormones are released based upon sunlight and sunset and our eating cycles and how all of that plays together also with sleep. So I was sharing with SJ some of the research I had done suggested to wait two hours when you wake up in the morning to have coffee because what happens at two hours upon waking is a cortisol peak. And cortisol helps us wake up, but it's also our fight or flight hormone. So 
So if we don't burn it, we're going to store it as fat. And also to work into your day. Don't wake up and jump into a rave. Have a nice, easy start before that cortisol peak hits. Otherwise, you'll create a second cortisol peak, and then you have more cortisol to burn throughout the day. Okay, so you can take that nugget and apply it if you feel like it. See how your body adjusts to the rhythm. And then the information and research I looked at also suggested to not eat after the sun goes down. So this time of year, a little bit different than summertime because summertime the sun's really going down oftentimes when I want to be going to bed anyway. But for now, don't eat after the sun goes down. So I shared this information with Estee, and she's like, okay, I got it. And then in my follow-up message, I said, after this date, which was like on Monday, right, from this conversation. So essentially I was saying like, on Monday, I'm going to start using these rules too and see how my body <laughs> adjusts and likes them. And she, her response was, ew. Puke rules. And I'm like, okay, fine. Rules. I love rules. I'm calling them rules. But you can call it wisdom. You apply this wisdom and knowledge and you'll just love it. So really working the paradigm of our personalities and perspectives to put information into context in a way where it will resonate rather than appall. <laughs> Yeah, I think so, it's a beautiful story, too, like from the stance of what emotions a simple word can bring up for the different personality types, too. I mean, rules was an instant, ooh, I hate this for me. I'm never doing this now because of that. But as soon as you switched it up for, like, it's a wisdom, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, this, I love this, can totally get down with that. So it's crazy to me how a switch of just one word completely got two paradigm different uh, emotions to play out too for us as well. For sure. Yeah. My response to it was like, Ooh, rules, guidelines. There's a way that's already been paved. Fantastic. I have to like trial and error it. And that <laughs> kind of diminishes the adventure for you. I'm sure. Exactly. So this evening we do want to talk about these feelings and emotions and how they're actually not the same thing. So if you, anyone out there listening, if you want to join us online, feel free to call in. We'll take questions. We'll take callers this evening. Um, as we dive into this topic of feelings and emotions. So first let's talk about what's the difference? What's the difference between feelings and emotions? Emotions are the physiological response that our bodies have when something happens to us, in my definition, whereas a feeling is where that physiological response mixes in with our thoughts and our beliefs to create the feeling behind it. Uh, so you will often hear us say, lean into the emotion, like what are you feeling? And when we say that, we really mean connect with the emotion and not necessarily the feelings that also has the combination of the limiting beliefs or the, the cognitive factory systems coming into play too. What's your definition or does it match? Yeah, you know, the emotions are, are both conscious and unconscious response 
to a thought, like a feeling thought. Not every single thought that we have triggers a feeling, but there are feeling thoughts that create the emotion, right? And so this is where things get a little bit tricky, I think, with emotions and feelings because we use the words so interchangeably and not necessarily really definitively or specifically within our language. But the emotions, anger, sadness, frustration, grief, those create the feeling in our body, the sensation that comes along with it. If it's heavy, if it's light, you posted some amazing information about the neurotransmitters and hormones in response to our emotions and why we feel heavy with some emotions and light with other emotions, depending upon which dopamine, uh, sorry, neurotransmitters, dopamine is a neurotransmitter or hormone is being released. <laughs> and so it really all stacks together, mind, body, and as to how everything communicates and is in a constant feedback loop because then we pick up on those feelings within our body and our body I posted right before the radio show today I heard this this week and I absolutely loved it that our mind lives in discernment and habits really creating those patterns trying to create more of the same which you hear us talk about a lot while our body lives in truth and that is because the feelings that our body is giving us in that feedback loop is the truth of our experience that we're having with the situations that are playing out around us. So in the most simplistic terms, <laughs> thought, emotion, feeling. But where we tune into what we're experiencing might be for a thinker to just be in their thoughts all the time and not pay attention to the emotions or feelings that it elicits. While on the other hand, the feelers might be all in the emotions or how they feel in their body, like that knot in their stomach that they just can't get to go away or that nervous fluttering feeling that doesn't stop, it's just relentless, or the tension in their chest when the anxiety flares, that they're not even considering what thoughts they're thinking. They're, they just are consumed with the feeling. So we want you guys to experience tuning in to your bodies this evening and to really walk through an experience where you can identify the emotions and the feelings not necessarily something based off your current thought, but something that's been stored, something that has a higher level of charge for you that will be harder for you to not tune into and not miss. So to get us started, I would love for you to think about and reflect on a really embarrassing moment. We all have had them, whether it was in your childhood or as an adult. <laughs> One of the most embarrassing moments where you were mortified. So take a moment in your mind to go through your memories, and then we're actually going to drop out of our mind and down into our body. 
I'll give you just a few seconds to retrieve your experience and your memory. And now that you're focused on that experience that you had previously, I want you to take your awareness from your mind down into your heart. You might want to close your eyes, take some deep breaths. I just want you to tune into your body, perhaps scan your body from head to toe, and just hold that memory in your focus. And how does that mortified embarrassment register within your body? Where do you feel it? We're going to give you plenty of time, so take as much time as you need. As you scan along from your head down to your shoulders, through your chest, down your abdomen, into your hips, and down your legs. The really cool, interesting thing about this human experience is that one emotion can register in so many different feelings in the body for different people. So how I may connect with it might not be at all similar to what you experience or what your child experiences or what your friend experiences and so on and so forth. So did you experience pulsing, fluttering, vibrating, throbbing, maybe just a pain in general. That is the feeling. Once you're tuned into that feeling, you can ask it all types of questions because it holds a good intention for you. So does that emotion. When we experience uncomfortable emotions or negative polarity emotions, we typically don't want to experience them again, so our unconscious mind will work really hard to make sure that we're safe and not repeating that. But it's really interesting how it usually keeps us in a boot loop or a loop, a thought loop, where we actually do recreate it even as we're trying to move away from it. It's like a little glitch in our programming matrix. So I'd love for you to ask that feeling in your body, what is it trying to protect you from? What is it trying to do for you? What is its good intention? What is it trying to protect you from? What is it trying to do for you? 
What is its good intention? And when I walk myself through this process, oftentimes simply naming and engaging with the feelings and the emotions will disarm it and transmute it. But sometimes there's a lot of other things attached to it, especially depending upon what circumstance or situation triggered it in the first place. And so for those situations where it doesn't just dissolve or dissipate, I like to get curious about asking myself and inquiring, what might it feel like to feel an opposite sensation? So what might it feel like to feel comfortable in the spotlight or being seen? What might it feel like to be feel comfortable tension placed upon you, positive attention? And stay in your body, stay in your heart center. When we start posing these questions, it can be so common to pop back up into our head. Stay in your body and see how your body responds. When you pose that question and ask about positive attention, being in the spotlight, does it tingle? Does it feel light, flutter in a positive way instead of a nervous way, like the butterflies in your stomach feeling versus that thick feeling in your stomach? And what you're doing in this exercise is being able to stand your emotional and feeling barometer to hold two opposing truths at the same time. You can feel the delight of being seen and you can also feel that embarrassment of being mortified. I'm going to pass this off to SJ. Do you guys to just go ahead and keep breathing? <clears throat> and move into that heart area again. Just bring your awareness there. We'll just pull in some of that free energy, those absolute scalar waves of grace to help us fully release anything that no longer serves in the moment or that was holding us back. but also keeping us connected to those two emotions and the ability to have more than one experience within them. Then let's also just connect with stone energy to release any history trauma that could be connected into this experience. 
And the way you can connect is just those absolute scalar waves, that free energy, asking them to pull in stone energy for you to your being. Also reclaiming any strength or power that may have been lost in that moment. Stone is a magical element to work with for those two specific items. And we're also going to connect with an element that we don't often connect with, which is ether, to collect new ideals, new truths, opening ourselves up to experience something completely different and having a very different ideal or thought or belief around that that serves you, that comes directly from that source, that light energy. So again, just ask those absolute scalar waves and pull in that ether energy. Now let's work with fire to completely purify and release any of those trapped selves that may have been created with this experience or those emotional shifts. That event occurred. Again, just asking those absolute scalar waves of grace to pull in that fire energy and release any pieces that may have been trapped or lost during that original experience. Keep breathing through that. And then let's also pull in some water energy to lean into emotions are good. Getting into the flow of feeling them is a good thing. It's safe. It's uplifting. asking those absolute scalar waves to pull in that water energy. And then we're going to work with something called the rays. We're going to work with the seventh ray a concept that we work with quite a bit in the Stronger Together community, but I think this might be the first time we've introduced it to the Eyes Wide Open radio show community. And I'm also going to introduce you to the Origination Root Chakra with this, which is a chakra that Janessa and I discovered together on our journey. This is probably the first place you're hearing it. So I want you to go ahead and connect with that Origination Root Chakra, which is about four feet above your head. Give you just a moment there.
And I want you to go ahead and just visualize white light energy coming in through the front of that origination root chakra about four feet above your head. Allowing it to travel down until it enters the top of your head. Moving into the body, traveling all the way up and down your entire being and body. Activating potentialities within you that you never even dreamed were there to help open you to this freedom to experience emotions in a completely new way, to have that entire embodiment and being that you've been looking for in a manner that feels safe, uplifting and exciting. Also infusing as it moves up and down your body with that pure love energy, that true connection to what we're all here to do, that love energy. And as that seventh ray is moving up and down your body, going to eventually make its way back up to that origination root chakra about four feet above your head, and it will exit out the back side of that chakra. And as it leaves, all of those potentialities have been infused not just within yourself, but through your entire auric field, sending new signals to the universe that this is my new way of being. This is how I'm going to experience my emotions from here forth, not going to keep reliving them or getting caught up in them, just going to let everything be. Take a nice deep breath in. Come back into that heart-centered space. And then let's just get your energetic boundaries synced up with this new way of being. So visualize filling your entire body up with red light, bringing that physical energetic boundary online at 100%. Energetic boundaries both protect and attract to us more of what we want to experience. So they're both attracting and protective. Then I want you to go ahead and fill your physical body up with green light energy and push that energy out about one feet away from your body in all directions, bringing that emotional energetic boundary online for you at 100% of this new way of being. Next, let's go ahead and fill our entire body up with orange light energy, sending that light out about two feet away from our body, completely bringing that relational energetic boundary online at 100% at all levels of your being. This boundary guides us on how we interact with others and how they interact with us. 
last but certainly not least, go ahead and fill your body up with white light energy. And then push that white light energy out about three feet away from your body, bringing your spiritual energetic boundary online at 100% at all levels of your being. And come right back into that heart center. Take a nice deep breath in. Exhaling slowly. When you're ready, you can go ahead and make your way back to the here and now, back into your body, into the physical. Definitely after we do energetics like this, if you have water next to you, go take a drink of water. And really allow that energetics to transition back. Fully and completely. That was amazing. <clears throat> there is one area in there. I'll get to that in a second. If our listeners want to share what they experienced throughout that process, we would love to hear it. So feel free to send that information in or call in. Um, but when you're talking about the water element and emotions, there's something that always pops up for me from the spiritual aspect, which is walking on water. And if there's any Christian background out there, you've probably heard the story of Jesus walking on water. And um, Trevor Hall, one of my favorite artists, also has a song that refers to walking on water, the emotions. And if you think about that, when you're swirling in that emotional chaos that gets triggered and all the feelings and sensations in your body that arises, what would it be like to have the power and the stillness and the certainty and the fortitude to walk on water? So I love that you bring the water element in because there's such wisdom in the representation of water around emotions. And I just wanted to take that a step deeper for the listeners out there. While everybody is rushing to tell us about their experience, we have a question from Michelle in Ontario. Thank you for sending your question in. Her question is, wow, I am really feeling this exercise. Being seen and feeling embarrassed are two of my biggest challenges ever, not just in the moment when something's happening, but afterward. I'll keep bringing it back up and reliving the yucky feelings. It's often things that aren't even important or significant, just little things. And I just keep going there. Can you tell me why I'm doing that and how I can stop doing that? Ashay, I'm going to hand it over to you first because I know within that journey and energetic experience, you infuse different elements to speak to some of these things specifically. So I think it'd be great for you to break that down for them. Yeah, I think there's a couple of areas where we can kind of recreate or relive. I think history trauma is one of the main ones that can bring things back up if we don't fully release that. So, Michelle, if you're looking at that historically, like when the first time was that you experienced this uh feeling and emotion probably both like all of it together like when you first experienced this like i hate to be seen but i also 
uh, really kind of wants that recognition at the same time, like those two paradigms that can come up. If you can go back to the first time that you notice that happening, often you can just by taking a look at what occurred, you can release it pretty simply with that or leaning into that. You can absolutely use that experience and come back to this radio show and work through it as well to clean up some of that history trauma with that stone energy that we threw in there too. Uh, Janessa has some amazing techniques for history trauma too. I feel like every modality has something to offer from that form or stance too. Um, Oftentimes, I know speaking as a head point, uh, I can find myself getting caught up or reliving certain things purely because I get stuck in my head of this is exactly what happened last time, is it going to happen again, and also then justifying why I feel like I need to be defensive or on the lookout rather than just being and being in the moment and allowing myself to have whatever experience is going to come. Because oftentimes you'll find if you lean into it's just going to be what it's going to be, you'll have an entirely different experience than you did the first time that brought up those uh, emotions that were less than desirable or the outcomes that were less desirable too. But manifestation is real and what we think will happen most oftentimes does eventually happen. So if we are expecting to have the same experience, we often will have just that. The expectation will bring itself into reality. Whereas if you just go, you know what, new day, new age, new me, let's see what happens and lean into that adventure side of it, oftentimes you have something completely different happen than what you had experienced before. But I know often we can get trapped in our thought process of the what ifs, of the justifications, of how do I avoid it? Let me plan, plan, plan to make sure it doesn't happen. So there's a couple of items in there that can come to play too, uh, Michelle. But I know Janessa's got a lot to add to this too, so I'll also pass it to her. Well, one additional thing that pops up for me, so much focused on the Enneagram work in <laughs> what I do with clients is that the personality structure. So as SJ was prompting, if you think back to the first time, what if there isn't a first time? So if this is the way that it has always been, like you cannot remember a time when being seen was a challenge for you, then I would really start tuning into the personality structure and looking into the Enneagram, especially with Uh, Enneagram twos and threes, so the helpers and the achievers, they will have, they both have a little bit different version of having challenges being seen. But one of the ways that you'll see this manifest in the physical is if when you're in public and the door is held for several people in front of you, but then consistently the door won't be held for you, like you're not being seen and it'll show up literally with something as simple as that. So you can start paying attention to that. But there's a way to just work the energetics of the personality structure and transform that energy so that you're secure and confident and comfortable being seen. And just as SJ just walked you through that experience where your energy shifts and you're radiating out a different message for people's little energetic antennas to pick up on. So it really doesn't take words. It just literally takes your presence, your being shifts. And the way that you just simply are in your being will allow others to see you. 
also while you're being comfortable being seen and it will actually feel really amusing to have that recognition of your presence because we're I mean that's one of our birthrights really is just being worthy and deserving of being present of just being who we were divinely created to be so I think Shayla's really thorough the only thing I have to really throw in there would be from that personality structure aspect. So I hope that gives you some guidance moving forward and some clarity. Muscle testing, pendulums, always a great way of discerning where you center on the Enneagram. If there's a history trauma component, um, amazing guidance for discerning all of the inner workings of our mind, body, and soul. So the two opposing truths we also brought up in this exercise, and I'm going to loop back around to that because of the profound impact it has on us. We are not actually like toggle switch humans where an emotion is on or an emotion is off or life experience is happening and we only feel one thing while that is happening. We have the capacity to feel such a wide variety of things. And also the exploration to continue to come to know ourselves better of what we do and don't have the capacity to is an ever freeing experience. So just this week for me personally, I drew awareness to the fact that I could not actually experience disappointment and courage at the same time. And what I realized it was creating for me was a start-stop in whatever area of my life where I was trying to gain momentum. And so I would have the courage to do a thing, and then life situations would happen. And whenever I felt disappointed in whatever was happening around me, it would drown out (laughs) literally drown. There was water, water, emotion. <laughs> it would drown out my courage. And I would just sit in the disappointment and all of my momentum would stop until essentially like the wave of disappointment would recede. And then the confidence would come back up or the courage technically would come back up. And then I'd start over and I'd step back into the courage. When being able to, and this was the energetic shift I made, being able to feel disappointment and courage at the same time, like I can continue to move forward with my courage no matter what's happening around me in life situations. So I can feel disappointment and still have the courage to move forward instead of having to stop what I'm doing because my courage is drowned out and wait for that disappointment to recede with a low tide which who knows when that's going to happen, and then step back into it. And so when we can draw that awareness to what we're not able to hold in positive, negative emotions at the same time, you're going to create major breakthroughs in your life by being able to shift that. And if you don't know how to shift that, we would love to support you in creating those shifts in the Stronger Together community where you'll have many tools at your fingertips to be able to do those shifts and draw that awareness on your own. And for your blind spots, there's endless amounts of healing sessions, both live and on recording, so that 
it's all at your fingertips at any point in time. You don't have to wait for a next session or a next appointment or even worse, just continue to live in that pattern and drive yourself crazy. Because I'm telling you, while I calmly sit here and tell you about this little loop I've been living in for years, the self-agitation in it, oh my goodness. Mm -mm. It is not calm inside living in that (laughs) self-agitation of what it created. So it's so important to be able to take in all that life is creating for us. And if you'd like to go deeper into that specific topic of holding to opposing truths, how it ties into your emotions and your feelings, um, I published a blog post yesterday, actually, on my website at www.fiercelyradiantsoul.com. You can jump into that blog, especially if you're a visual person versus auditory. And it will also take you deeper into the insight of how all of these mechanisms work together and create the you that you are and keep you in your power and moving forward through all of life, highs and lows, ups and downs, positives and negatives. Yeah, and we have spent this month in the Stronger Together community focusing on emotions. We have one more a live uh, healing experience this month that will be on Monday. Uh, This upcoming Monday, we'll have that last live interaction where we'll get into this even more too. We gained a ton of cognitive. Any of my HeadPoints listeners out here who want all of those like cognitive info, Janessa literally gave us the most amazing information uh, two weeks ago now, Uh, two weeks Two weeks ago, yes, in the previous live, so that you could really get into a lot more of connecting with those thoughts, the conscious mind, the unconscious mind, and really how it all works together um, from a physiological stance, too, to bring all of those parts of the being into play with emotions and how those feelings can be amazing, but also a little bit disruptive, and how she can really, like, start to move us through that was amazing in that last live, too going to get a little bit more coming up uh, this Monday, too, of some of those cognitive. I want to go a little bit more into the hormones and how you really can feel those different receptors come online, too. But more so than that, I think it's one of the beautiful things between Janessa and I is the paradigm differences that we have in our experiences. Because for me, I always felt like God forbid I have to have two emotions first off. Like, let's say that. Like, that would that would have maxed me out real quick because one emotion all by itself was more than enough to take me out for, like, a week. Uh, but really leaning into and learning how the true emotions, unlike my previous experiences, when I would have a heavy emotion, it would literally knock me out for a couple of weeks, if I'm being honest. It wasn't even one week. It was a couple of weeks. Uh, to where bronchitis, strep throat, something like that is going to have to come up to, I'm using air quotes, which on the radio show you guys can't hear me, but would have to come online to try to protect me from having to have that emotion experience. Whereas now they they still come up really quick, but they also can pass just as quickly by the sheer acknowledgement of, oh, look, you're there. And when Janessa brought up the topic of you can experience more than one at one time, my initial gut reaction was, please, God, no. Like, this is, I cannot. 
I mean, you can, and I love that for you, but I cannot. Even though, like, she's literally talking about, like, a really, like, uplifting emotion and then perhaps one heavier. But, like, my body was like, oh, we we do not do that. Janessa can do that, and I love that for her, but we don't do that. And then it was literally like, I don't know why, but some of the smartest things come to me at, like, 3 o'clock a.m. I woke up laughing because it had come through, like, in dream version, too. And it's something that hadn't even occurred, but, like, I could see it so easily. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have kind of experienced something like this before. I guess I can have more than one. I literally dreamt that one of my friends had gotten a promotion that I wanted and I was like oh my god I'm so happy for them this is great but I'm also really really sad for me and disappointed and literally I woke up crying I was laughing so hard at this dream and I'm like wait a minute also I'm still an overachiever though because that was actually three emotions that I identified that I felt all at once so like we don't even just have to have two you can have like more than two and then it was like okay you know what I can get down with this like we can have more than one emotion at one time. Um, but I love how different we are in those experiences and also our gut reactions are typically never the same. Yeah, that's hilarious. I'm giggling intensely on the inside as you talk about this. Because <laughs> I've never had that perspective of like, one emotion will max you out. Because typically I feel as though in my past when I have had intense negative emotions, there's multiple. Um, So, yeah, like one sounds really light and delightful. (laughs) But I think it's important to just mention the fact that it's not that our body isn't actually sensing the multitude of emotions if we're not tuned into it, right? So mm-hmm. these these energies are still moving through our body, this feedback machine. Mm-hmm. It's just that by not acknowledging them, we're, you know, numbing, distracting, rejecting. It, and that's part of what will cause our nervous system to get stagnant emotions built up. And then my modality believes that a plethora of that can eventually throw the body's nervous system over, if we want to say, like, threshold, but its ability to hold anything additional, and then you start having panic attacks. So the importance of keeping your nervous system regulated, balanced, process the emotions, acknowledge the emotions, engage with the emotions, and not just say, like, I'm so sad right now. I'm so mad right now. I'm in rage right now. Like, I can't feel anything else. And for sure, we're human. And yes, we're going to have moments of that. But just like SJ said, before I started my personal development work, like the Enneagram for drama mama in me, I mean, it could take me weeks to maybe even a month to move beyond something. And that doesn't mean that I was fully immersed in it at all times, but like you better believe I was dragging around that luggage container of BS emotions from whatever situation that had happened for a real hot minute. And man, I'm telling you, my nervous system paid the price for it because I was maxed out in all aspects of life, which is what eventually pushed me into this healing and personal development journey. So, 
you have more ability to feel and experience and acknowledge the emotions than what you might think you do right now. And it's just a matter of giving yourself the tools, the space, and honoring your being to draw awareness to them. And I, I love the story of the sleep. I think two things, the greatest things, I love the shifts that come from sleep and laughter. Um, my, ironically, my breakthrough with the courage and disappointment this week also came like I was just laughing and laughing and I knew that there was something dynamic shifting within me because I just could not stop this laughter and the person that I was talking to at the time I was like (laughs) I'm laughing because I don't know what you don't understand but yet I know that I'm the only one like living in this paradigm so I'm actually the one not getting it but I think you're not getting it right now but I was so (laughs) attached to my reality that I'm like, I don't know what you're not getting. And then as I continued to laugh and laugh, it's my favorite, but I left that uh, disappointment and courage toggle right out of me. And so now I can hold both and continue to build momentum as I desire, no matter what's happening. So as we're moving to the end of our show here this week, cannot believe the time always flies so quickly, and especially when SJ is on with us. We would love to hear your feedback if you enjoyed this experience, if you would like more of these experiential types of episodes, or if you have topics you'd like to hear us riff and rants and wisdom drop on, feel free to send them our way. We'd be happy to align with what you guys want to hear. Um, Also, as SJ mentioned, we do have the next Stronger Together healing session to take us further into emotions and feelings because we're so programmed out of them, right? Like from that young age of when you trip and fall and it hurts and you're still to get up, you're a big girl, shake it off, brush it off. Oh, do you want me to kiss it? Because a kiss is going to make it go away. Okay, I kissed it, stop crying. Like, we are so programmed away from the emotion that we're feeling, feeling embarrassed that we fell down, or the pain that we're feeling in our body, that there is a lot of support happening within that Stronger Together community to put all of that stuff back online for individuals so that the awareness comes easily and it doesn't take hours of sitting in meditation to move through different aspects of reclaiming your emotional processing and understanding how it ties together with the feelings and how you have the aches and pains in your body perhaps that come with it or just the fluttering sensations, the lighter sensations. So there's a lot shifting there in the Stronger Together community and then we're going to continue to build on that in the following month as we move into, I believe we're moving into Greece. And so we'll take that even further, making sure that everyone is energetically supported and has that foundation built with the feelings and the emotions to then move into transmuting and releasing that heavier emotion of grief. There's a lot happening out there in the collective right now, the feelings and emotions and processing all of that. So if you guys are feeling that right now, you're not alone. And that is a big reason of how we're guided and prompted to spend focus on the topics that we have at the time. 
because there's such an influence and ripple effect of what you think and how you feel and how far that impact goes out into the collective. So not only are you supporting yourself and your family, it's a gift that keeps on giving indeed. So next week I will, oh, and I should tell you, this part I always forget, like you guys are just supposed to know where we live. So if you would like to join us in the Stronger Together community, which we would love to have you, and you're interested in finding out how you can join, you can reach out through SJ's website, www.crystallinecurrents.com, or mine, www.fiercelyradiantsoul.com. You can find us on social media, Facebook, and Instagram. Slide into our DMs, whatever works for you, works for us. Uh, I think I have a guest coming on next week. I reached out to them for confirmation. Um, I referred to her a couple episodes ago as the outside in healing modality. So hopefully Jenny will be here with me next week. If not, it's going to be a wild surprise. And until then, friends, keep your eyes wide open. the soul begins its 27th year in january 2024 find out our latest news at newsforthesoul.com lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.